and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 242, almost like 200 plus the answer. Oh. Yeah. The meaning of life. Yep. I, this. Plus 200. Now I've just lost what I do for the intro. I'm Nixie. And this I. Is, <laughs> uh, there's no place like Tara Stargate first watch, rewatch podcast. I'm Nixie. That's it. it. That's how there it There you go. Goes. You found it. You found it. <laughs> Muscle memory. <laughs> You did it by rote. Um, and I'm Grace. And today we are watching SGA. Yes. Season three. Yeah. Episode five. Uh-huh. Progeny. Yeah. A.K.A. Doppelgangers, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's better than anything I had. I was like, always put away your toys. This is where the rule of... Oh, I like that. (laughs) This is where the rule of doppelgangers would have helped. Yeah. Something is too good to be true. It's too much like us. Yeah. We should just kill it. There weren't any doppelgangers there yet. No, but the place was a doppelganger. It was. Atlantis was doppelganger. See what I mean? Gotcha. Yep. It's placelganger. Oh, the (laughs) placelgangers. A.K.A. placelganger. It feels like a a really weird... (laughs) Like a like a sequel to the Langoliers. I know, <laughs> Placelgangers. The Placelgangers. Okay, um, we'll keep it short and sweet. Yeah, because who knows where things are um, in the future. So I will just say, uh, I am inevitably still, because we're recording this a week early. Uh-huh. But I inevitably and still playing a shit ton of Assassin's oh, Creed yeah. Valhalla. Yeah, let's, let's predict what we're doing in a week. Yeah. Um, I predict that I will be, have not watched a lot of things on the TV because (laughs) I'm trying to turn in a bunch of assignments before Thanksgiving weekend. I'm just, we we got the new Xbox. I'm still playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I like it. Every moment that I'm able to. For once in a lifetime. Because it's so pretty. It is pretty. It's it so really cool. There are a few times now. I've, I'm not at this moment. In a week, I'll be much further. But at this moment, I'm not super, super far into it yet, um, because I had to prep two weeks worth of notes. Sure. Um, there's a couple times where I'm like, "This is the we're getting to the point now where we're playing a movie." Yeah. Yeah, because it is very pretty. There's some times where I'm sailing down a river on this thing. I was like, "This is a. This looks like a film." Watching films, I like it. Uh, we'll probably pick that up sometime after the semester is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a retreat for yourselves. Oh yes. Um, I do really like the fact that um, I have been successful in like playing it on both Xboxes and keeping the same game. Nice. Which makes me super happy. That is nice. Um, Any? Do we have anything else? I'm trying to earlier. think no. of the fun things. I felt like there was something I was going to say, and then the barometric pressure of the blah blah August fell. August 11, 2006. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, story by Robert C. Cooper and Carl Bender, directed by Andy Makita, and we have a very, very good special guest star this week. Oh, yes. I don't know if you recognized him. Maybe. But Oberoth. Uh-huh. That I will inevitably call Oberin probably yeah. half of this episode, yeah. but just know that I when know it's Oberoth. When you said Oberoth right now, I was like, isn't it Oberon? Yeah. And um, I... David Ajin Stevers oh. is definitely a face that most people have seen. Okay. Uh, most may know him as Major Charles Emerson Winchester III on MASH. Oh. Our generation probably knows him best as Cogsworth. In Beauty and the Beast, oh. and General or uh, Governor Radcliffe and Wiggins in Pocahontas, oh, and Doctor wow. Jumba in Lilo and Stitch, he was frequently on Perry Mason. He guest starred in everything from Star Trek: Next Generation to Elf, to a role in the first season of 
Two Guys, a Girl in a Pizza Place. Oh my god. He was even had a voice role in THX 1138. Holy crap. Voice work, English dubs of Studio Ghibli films. So he's just like voiceover king. A ton of other voiceover work of animation, video games, audiobooks, oh and also. He loved classical music. He was never formally trained, but he his passion he has guest conducted over seventy orchestras around the world. Holy shit, imagine never being trained but being able to guest conduct. Yeah. That is amazing. Yep. What a cool guy. I wish he didn't play such a jerk. I know. And but unfortun- what a cool dude. And unfortunately, he passed away from bladder cancer in 2018. But oh. according to Wiki, and therefore I'm counting it as truth, uh, his will included public libraries, symphonies, and art councils around where he lived amazing. when he passed. This uh, guy is really cool. What a cool people. He was nominated for two Emmys, I know, for his work in MASH. Probably a bunch of other awards, too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he's got some chops coming into this yeah, role. Yeah, no kidding. Some experience. <laughs> so we start with the star of any episode. Oh, uh, yes. Melpy. Melpy, my favorite friend. Melpy. Heading he's through. doing it again. I Like, he's my favorite Pokemon, Melpy. Yeah. He's my favorite Pokemon. Melpy just reminds me so much of Wally. Oh, 100%. Like, Melpy and Wally, I think, are cousins. Well, along with Johnny number five. Oh, yeah. Melpy. Johnny number five. Okay. Okay, so he's doing his thing. Apparently, the city's database has this planet that it was a research outpost, and they don't have really anything else about this planet. Uh Yeah. Um, But every work was here, like, was done, and then the place was abandoned. Yeah. So Chuck tells us the place isn't gonna kill us environmentally, at least. Uh, yeah, that's slow. Slow your roll. And they have video, and then to their surprise, the video has people dressed as ancients <laughs> scanning the melp with an ancient scanner, telling us that who one hundred percent melpy. If you mean any harm, why don't you go fuck off? Hey, get the fuck out. But or you can speak friends and enter. Um, I do love any shot that we get from Melpy's point of mm-hmm. view because it's always just big curious humans yeah. pokerating at yeah. him. Yeah. And he's like, Hello, I'm Melpy. Hello, my name Melp. Oh. So we're on our way to meet them. Ronan is just gun flipping. Yeah, well that's what Ronan do. Well, I'm also assuming it's just what Jason do. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's for on set. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm assuming this really does to pass the time, and therefore he just does it in takes two. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> they just don't stop. They don't let them know when they're rolling. No. They just go. Um, and, and John comes in and is like, we're friendly. Ronan's like, I'm totally friendly. Yeah. Well, make sure your gun is on Act stun. Act like it. Yeah. Uh, and so Weir comes... Weir's coming on this mission. Yeah. Because Which... she wants to get her diplomacy on. It's very interesting whenever Weir goes off planet, because yeah. it's like, no, no, who's yeah. in charge of the base? Uh-huh. Especially yeah. now, like... Yeah. I guess... Is it Zelenka? I, I guess it would be Zelenka. I or, mean, like, What are they going to put Chuck in charge? Well, like, Lorne? Oh, I guess it could be Lorne. I like Zelenka in charge. I do like Zelenka, too. Um, I like Zelenka and Lauren having the same back and forth that, like, Weir and John do. Yeah. That same sort of... Yeah. Friendly, contentious, uh, yeah, like, respect, no, headbutting. Military, no, yeah. science no, everything is wrong. And at the end of the day, Chuck is just like, can someone tell me whether or not to open the fucking gate? Thanks, bye. So we head through the gate, and it looks like we originally, we arrived back where we started, which confuses them for a bit. But yeah. when the Stargate shuts down, it's definitely different hmm. behind the Stargate. Yeah. And there's a few people who just... Have that, like, innocent, confused awe look on their face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, um, I will say, Neum has pretty much the whole episode. Yeah, he's got that down cold. Yeah. Um, but Neum introduces himself. He's the one that spoke on the Melp and welcomes them to Arasis. Yeah. This is like... Asurus. I never remember. Asurus. Asurus. Asurus, yeah. Um, I'll wait till the credits. It's better if I do it after. This can only end well. Yeah. And credits. This gonna be good. That was credits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this moment... I was just trying to, like, gather my brain. (laughs) This is, like, the moment 
when you're little, right? Or maybe even not little. Sometimes uh-huh. as an adult, it works too. In fact, I would do this now. When there is like an open house on your block, and this yeah. works in America, I don't know how places in other places are, but you know, we're notorious for our track homes. Yeah. When you walk into like the neighbor's house, and it's like your house, but it's not your house. It's like the same layout. But it's all, but like sometimes there's a couple of variations. Yeah, or it's just reversed. Yeah, and you're just like, why would you put that there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not where that goes. Uh huh. That goes on the other wall. Uh huh. Why would you put the couch against that weird <laughs> tiny wall versus against the big giant that, window wall? This flow is just not. This doing doesn't it for make me. any sense for me. Or sometimes it's like, oh, that was smart. I never thought to do that. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. So I got as, more as they walk and John grumps over the distance, we learn that they built this city thousands of years ago. They built like, it on rock and roll. They did. They they built this city on rocky road, nanites, and violence. On vi on aggression, it bugs. We built this city on. No, I was trying to do revenge. Nope. We nope. built this city. Burn, burn. We, we built, built this city on... Yeah, we have to figure that out. Vengeful somethings. Yeah. Vengeful rage. Um, that was my guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're all welcome. Bask in my glory. <laughs> I just did that out loud. Okay, and we're here now. We're here now. We live. We live. We live here now. Um. Anyways, look. They have. Like they, we have. They have no issues with the wraith. Like the yeah. wraith barely enter into their psyche. Yeah. It's like we don't really care. And Nam is super succinct. It's just yes and no's. Yeah. 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 Um, but they're all stopped breathless when they look out a window to see not just that they're in a city like Atlantis, but they're in the middle of, like, fucking Coruscant. It's a big ol' ass version yeah. of Atlantis. Yeah, it's like... It's l- like Atlantis is the outpost. Yeah, Atlantis is the tiny little part. Yeah. In the middle of Coruscant. Yeah. Uh, and McKay's first thought is how much power it must take. They must have, what, three, four ZPMs? So many ZPMs. Nam's like, yeah, we have we have a lot of those. Yeah. And McKay... I love the, 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 the explanation. Like, the quick, oh, right, ZPMs. And then he says, zero point modules. I'm like, that doesn't help. No. You gotta go further. You gotta, you gotta keep keep explaining. Yeah. Um, but McKay is like Christmas morning excitement levels. Oh, yeah. um, because not only do they have many, but these people build them. So he's just drooling at this yeah, point. Yeah, Jeebus Christ. They continue to walk to meet the council, and clearly they're ancients. Narrator. But they weren't. But they, they weren't. weren't. <laughs> they're uh, ancient adjacent. And that means John has a bone to pick with them. Mm-hmm. In the council chamber, we meet Obereth. Uh huh. Who's terse, to put it nicely? That is a very nice way of putting what this man is. The yeah. He's a kind of a big old jerk face. He's, he's a giant dickhead. Mm-hmm. And a little un- overwhelming or underwhelming for our team, I think, because he basically just wants to know who they are, how mm-hmm. they found here, when they'll be leaving. Yeah. And he tells them that they are the last of what we call ancients. Their mm-hmm. paths diverged over a disagreement. Huh. And they chose to, you know, the other ancients chose to ignore them about the wraith, pretty much. Interesting. So we left. We came here. We've been here for thousands of years. Um, like, they were the ones who were arrogant and underestimated the wraith. They thought they were they were smarter, but they couldn't count on the wraith's overwhelming numbers, which is a story that we know. Yep. Um, and that's the bone that John wants to pick. Rona just goes ahead and says the quiet part out loud. Yeah. <laughs> in that, like, you just said you were brothers with them, and where we come from, you take care of your fucking family. Why you no help? And don't leave your brothers to die. Why are you dumb? And everybody's like, diplomacy! We were rolling diplomacy! <laughs> Ronan's like, You're embarrassing no. us! <laughs> but Oberth has a plan for the Wraith. Um, it is far too complex and yeah. far too large for you to understand. It's too many damn pages for any man to understand. <laughs> I love how offended 
Micaiah's in this moment. I mean, I would also be offended. Oh, yeah. I can't think of anything worse to say to Micaiah. It's like, yeah. that's too complicated for you. Yeah, you're not smart enough. Yeah. Um, and uh, just just know that the one day the Wraith will soon be gone when we choose to destroy the Wraith. Don't worry about it. Um, and also, I have more important shit to do than to sit here and talk to you. So mm-hmm. we've made arrangements for a short stay yeah. among us. And I love after they leave, Neam's like, yeah, I'm really sorry he thinks you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> he also doesn't quite understand. No. Tact. Tact. Yeah. We say None of them are rolling diplomacy at Well, the all. thing is, is that we say it, it's like, I mean, that's probably the same way McKay would talk to. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> And We're just like, why am I even here? <laughs> why did I bother? Trying to bring the All average All of these up. idiots open in their mouths. And as they walk, Weir asks why they haven't ascended. Mm-hmm. And apparently many people here want to ascend. It is actually a goal of theirs. Yeah. But Oberon feels that there's too much to do and they have to be all that they can be. In the army. <laughs> uh, but Neum won't say if he disagrees with Oberoth. Uh-huh. And just keeps leading him on. Uh-huh. In more ways than one. Yep. So in a big guest suite, yep. Weir figures that it had to be a hell of a family fight for the ancients to just wipe these people from it the database. It is weird that they put them all in the same one room. Well, I'm assuming it is like a, some of the fancy suites of the hotel where there's multiple bedrooms oh, and like one yeah. shared common room. That's fair. That's what I'm guessing. That's what we're, Let's hope that. Um, But... Taylor's like, or they're lying. Also, also a possibility. Possible. Uh, maybe they didn't discover the place, and they just got re- they found it, and then got really into LARPing as agents. <laughs> Super way into it. And John's like, they just don't feel very ancienty to me, which I appreciate the word usage. Yeah, the technical terms. Uh, everyone has their bullshit alarms going off. Yeah. Um, about them, about the plan for the Wraith, about everything. Yeah, something's not what we think. So they have to figure out who these people are. And mm. we get a beautiful night shot of the city, which feels, again, very Coruscant. Oh, yeah. It's huge. It's fucking, yeah. It's magnificent. It is. We're asked to meet Oberth one-on-one. And it's granted. Mm-hmm. And he is immediately like, I don't have fucking time for this shit. What do you want? Yeah, he's definitely not interested in showing any respect. No. Yeah. He's also, he's like, I, you know, as, as I'll mention, like, this is a man, mm-hmm. which Weir does not know. It's been, he's been in charge for thousands of years. Yep. No one has ever questioned him. Right. No, right. He's, he's never had to repeat himself. Yeah. And he's just like, why are you so annoying? Why don't you just do as I tell you like everybody else 100%. always has? 100%. Um, Weir wants to trade. Oberth is like, please, mm-hmm. you have nothing that we want. Yeah. I mean... Thanks for the assumption, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I can see where he's coming from, though. Like, if yeah. that's what he thinks, he's like, you're not asking for trade. You're asking for me to give you something. Yes. And so from that point of view, I can see where he's like, hey, fuck off a ton. Yeah. Especially if they feel, you know, as we'll find out soon... That all they've ever been was used by other people. Yes. And um, by the people whose place you are inhabiting. Right, right. And seem to think so fondly of. So eat a bunch of dicks. I'm not interested in helping you. So Weir knows that he has something that they could use. Uh-huh. Help in fighting the Wraith. And he's like, yeah, I told you, we have a plan. You don't get to know anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. She's like, okay. Got it. How about tools to help us until you spring your plan? Like some ZPMs. Yep. Super could use those. Obris is like, yeah, nah. How about nah? Um, but he is interested in the fact that if they need ZPMs, their settlement must have be of Lantian design. Oh, now you give a shit. And we're pauses. <laughs> Sorry. Considering her next move. She's like, yes. Yes. We found it. It was abandoned. We moved in. And when asked where it is, she's just like, it's in the it's in the outer edges of the galaxy. It's in the fuck yourself is where it is. 
It's in the up it's your ass. Right around the corner. It's right up your ass. From go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, but there's lots of Wraith as neighbors. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he he goes, mm, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure we need all of our batteries. Ugh. Pretty sure we have none to spare. What a jerk. And he's not even willing to offer their city and their planet as a place of refuge either because he doesn't want anyone staying here for longer than a short visit. Yep. And again, she tries to help for any help for the Wraith. And he's like, did I stutter? Yeah, this guy's not... Look, I love you, Weir, and you're great at what you yeah. do, but this guy's a... It's like trying to bleed a rock. It's like... But also, you know, I get on her part, she's like, at a certain point, we're gonna get desperate, and I will keep asking. I have... She's like, I have enough self-confidence that I have no shame in continuing to if, ask if, you. If nothing else, this is a lock she has to continue to try to pick. Yep. Yep. Because it won't open. Um, Weir's like... You know how you said that your brother's greatest weakness was arrogance? Yeah, Ren's in the family, dickhead. I love I love the way she does this and then like mic drops. And, and then, then walks like, away. Walks yeah. Peace, you dumb dumb. So our crew is packed up ready to head home. Uh, Neam is leading him back to the Stargate. And we were just hoping that, look, we'll send a message later. Maybe mm. tensions will cool a bit. We can restart things. Yeah. Suddenly super. all weapons are up. Mm-hmm. Uh, guards come at our group with weapons. Everyone is a bit confused until Oberth shows up. Realizing they are vastly overpowered, John leads the others in putting their guns on the ground. Damn it. And they're like, dude, I thought you didn't want us here. Yeah, what the fuck? He goes, yeah, I don't want you here, but you have information that I need. I need it. Oh, I thought we had nothing you wanted. Oh, weird. So now their guest suite's a little less plush. Uh-huh. Um, and yes, Ronan, there is electricity there. <laughs> Weir's hoping McCain knows how to get out of the cell since it's the one they have in Atlantis. He's like, it's a jail cell. No, that's why I made it. You have to turn off the force field from the outside, he says, as the force field is turned off from the outside. Um, it's the end with food, which makes McKay very happy. But Ronan makes sure he's either just going to check it first or just going to eat it first. But, well, yeah, he's just gonna get to it before anybody else does. But knocks McKay out of the way. Um, apparently, Oberth does want to talk to him. He can't just trust them just to wait in some guest quarters. He also wants to take a sweet time about it because, again, this man is essentially immortal, so what's waiting a couple of days right. to him? Right. Uh, John asks Neum, who the hell are you people? And Weir adds that they know they're not ancients. Yeah, as, something's, something's fucky here. As Ronan bends over to smell some food and looks up at John, the little nod. And McKay is honest. Locking up the team kind of lost Oberth and the rest of you, like, all rights to credibility and trust. Yeah, I guess negotiations are definitely over. Yeah. It's just straight up fighty times now. Neam's like, well, you didn't really leave us a choice. And that's when Ronan spits some food out at Neam. Starts after the guards. John and Taylor go too. And quickly, the they have the guards' guns and the upper hand. Surprise attack! And Neam's... And, and John's like, well, you didn't really give us a choice either. Yeah. Um, this part was interesting. It took me a minute to figure out what was happening. Which I know there's even more happening yeah. later. But in a specific part, for a minute I thought Ronan was poisoned from the food. Or oh. tasted poison in yeah. the food. Or yeah. some fucked up weird thing. And he I was, was just, like, oh, no, got it. He just was just using attack. the sand in the eye. Sneak attack, yeah. Yeah. Smoke bomb. Which food is, bomb. Which is exactly why Ronan was like, yeah, McKay, back off for a second. Yeah, don't. I'm going to do a thing. Well, and but I get McKay, can I just at least grab just some Just let real me quick grab some food. To put in my pocket because I'm hungry. I want some pocket bacon. I'm so hungry. So um. our team is out with Neam as a hostage heading to some jumpers and John tells Neam like look we liked you so don't take this personally uh-huh. as Ronan knocks him out yep <laughs> they run into this the jumper McKay takes sure that the control room won't see them coming dials the gate the jumper like drops into the gate room even with guards firing they make it through the gate easy peasy lemon squeezy back on Atlantis at night Roddick says that there's no sign to the new friends we're figures they made a clean getaway mm. or they're biding the time John figures but they're gonna keep on alert just in case uh-huh. McKay's still looking through the database seeing if there's any other rogue ancients like that out there 
Maybe we'll leave him alone next time. Oh no, what's gonna happen now? We're only 20 minutes into the episode. It can't <laughs> quite possibly be over. Micaiah is searching the database for the Assyrians. There's nothing, like, not even the deleted reference. There must be something they missed. And Weir, with a very serious tone in her voice, calls them both back up to the control room. Where there are seven hive ships right bow, bow, over the bow, city. Bow. No clue how they're able to get bow. that close. The Daedalus is weeks away. Not like I could do anything against seven hive ships. It was me, Stormy. Stormy is very worried for Atlantis. Sorry, guys. This is very sad times. They put their cloak up. It doesn't do much. As the hive ships start firing on the city. So they turn the cloak off. Try to bring the shield up. Try the operative word because the wraith hit the shield generator. Oh no, with the everything's first volley. terrible. It's bad. Like, we see the city just being torn apart as John runs down to the chair. Yeah. But Everyone's Roddick, escaping. Everything's getting shithole, right? This is the part. Yeah, Roddick picks up 15 more wraith ships coming. Oof. There's nothing they can do against 22 hive ships. Yeah. So they dial Earth for immediate last-ditch evacuation, and they're going to set off the self-destruct, but just as that happens, McKay announces that they've also lost all automated systems! Uh. And they're going to lose the Stargate in a second. John tells everyone to go. He's going to detonate it manually. There is no discussions about this. Just fucking go. They can't risk any part of the city surviving, or the Wraith may be able to find a way to Earth. And John doesn't want to hear it from anyone again. Get through the motherfucking gate. Yeah, there's no time to argue this. There's explosions everywhere. We see people streaming through the gate, falling from impacts. Ronan and Taylor come helping injured. Parts of the city have been blocked. Power is failing. John tells him to get through the gate, and he types in the code for self-destruct. With five-second countdown, he closes his eyes for the last moments as the frame goes white. Oh no, John's dead, and it's only 25 minutes like, into the episode. Like, how quick into that did you feel something was up? Well, I didn't know what was going on, but I was like, well, this can't be... This can't be it. There's something on the other side of this explosion. Are we in another part of this fake Atlantis mm-hmm. like that was what my brain thought okay okay like it was like the um oh what's it called what's it called on Stargate the room where they go to be Sherlock on Star Trek oh the, I was like on Stargate you mean the uh the the hollow the hollow the holodeck yeah holodeck? like I thought yeah. they had made like a little holodeck yeah. situation um but yeah I did not guess what was actually coming so we're back into the brig with a hand literally in John's head, which clearly hurts. That's familiar. And it's definitely a thing we have seen oh, before. yes. Oberyn just walks away and leaves. Clearly something similar happened to the others as they are also on the ground, sort of riling in pain. McKay realizes who these people are. They aren't ancients. They aren't people. They are machines. They are replicators. Bum, bum, bum. I bugs literally have dun-dun-dun written in my notes. Guys, guys, can we with all the bugs? <laughs> can we with the bugs? With the bugs already. But these are barely bugs. They're little just nanites. They're still, they're still bugs. They're just robot bugs. So Oberith, Oberyn <laughs> walks into the control room. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just standing there creepily. Just real creepy. As one of the guards hits a few buttons and the city starts to shake. Mm. And we see the city itself is actually taking off, launching into space, because do not forget, the city is also a spaceship. It's also a replicator body thing. Yeah. Everything is replicate. Well, here's my... And I guess here's my question is... Now, we saw the replicators in our galaxy would form everything out of their bricks. Yeah. Here's my question. Do these replicators, because you get the vibe that they live more as ancients, I would say human. Yeah. Do they actually manufacture things? Because their clothes are still moving when they freeze, as if it makes me think that that's actual fabric. Well, yes, but also they can move through walls, we see. They can and move they through move walls. through all this stuff. So, but I wonder is, if it's like T one, like T Terminator style, where it's going through the cracks. Like they more deform 
and oh, go through and rebuild and rebuild on the other side. That's an idea. That is an option. I do think that they're definitely a different, um, um, not hybrid, but a different, a different line flavor of replicators. If you oh, will. for sure, it, it's like. Um, you know, they're not green bell peppers, they're orange bell peppers. Well, it's almost, it's just like, it's any two, it's any species that has split and then continues down the evolutionary line. Yeah, they took a slightly different, they still have the ability to just make everything out of themselves. Yeah. But they've taken this slightly more sophisticated approach. So yeah, I can see how they would, instead of making it out of themselves, they would use their replicator process to build yeah. the things that they need. Exactly. Like, to build the machine, to like, those are actual ZPMs, because mm -hmm. they've built them. Yeah. They've, they do make their own fabric. Yeah. Etc. But, so, okay, so this is where it gets really weird. Yeah. Are the ZPMs still technically made out of replicator? Like, what's the material going in? I have a hunch. It's, it's like it's actual material. Like, it's not yeah. replicator. Interesting. You know, they save that for them. It's almost like it's almost like um, it, it's. I, I'm trying to how how to word this. Um, they save the nanites for themselves. Oh, I got you. Like, they're too precious it's to a, waste on... Yeah, it's on, a precious material. Yeah, immaterial things. Even though they can replicate and make all they need, it's the concept they of... They give it a value. If they give it a value. It's only for us. It's like paper money. It's paper money. Yeah. We've placed a value on this thing. Which would be a sign of a more sophisticated society. Which is what we're sort Well, of and I do have a, hunt, a very strong hunch. Now, we didn't see an entire civilization of human form replicators <laughs> in the Milky Way, Gazuntite. Thank you. Um, I have a hunch that this is a far more evolved civilization than, you know, ever was with the few human form replicators that we saw in the Milky Way. I do think, though, that those few that we saw could end up here. They could, 100%. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, this is further down the evolutionary yeah. line. This is... So, like, the replicators dealt with in SG-1 are the human versions of replicators, and these are the ancient versions yeah. of replicators. kind of. I love it. Okay. Replicator So, walking lines. and talking, Neem is concerned for a team. Oberyn is, like, gives no shits. Look, we're going to mine their consciousness. When we're done, we'll end their lives. It's the humane thing to do. Mm-hmm. And Neem is like, but we can actually learn a lot from them, we could um, be better. And and Oberth is like, I mean, do you actually think that? Or do you just think killing him is going to kill your hopes for ascension? Oof. And Neem's like, no. You don't shut up. I want to study them and I want to know what they know about the ancients. You don't know everything about me. He goes, fine. Look, you can keep them as pets, but they're your responsibility. You have to feed them. You have to walk them. I don't want them shitting in the house. Yeah, if they shit in the house, we're giving them away. Yeah. Back in the brig, yes. everyone has major headaches. Yeah. And we also learned that everyone experienced different things. Uh-huh. Ronan was in a dark room fighting hand-in-hand -hand combat for hours. <laughs> well, I feel like somehow that's fun for him. I mean, a not. A little bit. But, yeah. yeah. Um, McKay was tortured by means too intimate and hideous to recount. He won't say what. It was hideous. Uh-huh. I have a hunch it wasn't. It was just embarrassing. It was like you can't have this sandwich. Yeah. And, and you're standing in your underwear in front of Sam. Something. And it's embarrassing. Yeah. And there's limes or lemons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're in Taylor. You got a math problem wrong while you're standing in your yes. underwear in front yep. of Sam. Yeah. That's what it was. And we, we're in Tayla just fear that it's actually still happening. Yeah. Uh, how do we know anything is real? That's a fucked up feeling. Yeah. McKay just goes and tries to poke John, who then hits him in the leg. Like, what it, the fuck is that going to prove? Yeah. And Neam just creepers in on them, telling them that this is all real, and leads them on a little field trip. Mm-hmm. He brings them to a balcony that would normally be outside. So it's a little creepy because they're in space mm -hmm. and it's just space and it's just like air bubble shield. Yeah, this is fine. Everything's normal. And they watch as a hyperspace window's open. Oof. McKay's like, duh, I didn't even think about the rumbling being the star drive. <laughs> 
Taylor asked where were they going, and it's like, dude, it should be obvious by now. Yeah. We're totes going to Atlantis. We know where you live. We found your address. I mean, John very conveniently punched in the address, so yeah. we're good. <laughs> we're not, but they're not just going to go visit Atlantis. They're not just going to vacation there. They're going to destroy it in retribution. Fuck, fuck. Where it's like, seriously? Like because of your disagreement with the ancients like they don't even live there anymore like how bad is your feud that we didn't even have anything to do this with is th- our house now stop sending us your mail your hate mail for the person yeah. who lived in the house before we did and Neem is like look it wasn't a disagreement it was a betrayal and Ooh. he will show weird and he holds his hand out to which the whole team is like no, no more of that game yeah but there's something about Neum that instills at least some level of trust in Weir. Yeah, poor Neum. And she gives, and she takes his hand. Mm-hmm. And suddenly the two of them are in a power room with, uh, with some ZPMs. And Neum narrates for us that the ancients were desperate for a better way to fight the Wraith. Yeah. And they relied on their technological superiority as an advantage because the Wraith just had sheer numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they made themselves an advantage. And on the yep. screen, we see little nanites, sort of like the ones we saw in Hot Zone, where all the people were sick and seeing horror film things before they died. Yep. So the ages didn't go big, they went small. They made nanites infiltrate and destroy from within. And suddenly, they're in a void with a spotlight. And we've seen this very similar, like, scene in the Replicator Mines before yeah. in the Milky Way. And Neam continues that the ancients made these nanites tiny aggressive killing machines and they programmed them for self-replication so replicate they did and they're in a conference room now Neam continues that the ancients were not prepared for how quickly they would replicate Yep. nor were they prepared for them to start on their own assembling themselves into complex organisms you you don't fuck with the laws of nature nature will find a way yes that may, that may be my AKA. Nature finds a Nature way. Nature finds a way. Eventually replicating the form of those that created them. And we see the image of Obereth standing there. Mm-hmm. The aggression is programmed into the replicators. Fuck. And they can't remove them from the programming. Because the ancients wanted a weapon, and they also wrote the, you know, the three laws of robotics, basically, into yeah. them. The replicators couldn't harm the ancients. And because they couldn't harm the ancients, they kept going with their experiment. Yep. And they realized too late that the replicator experiment had gone too far and it wasn't going to work the way they wanted to, so they just chose to end the experiment. Hey, and they stand that's on a, a little bit shitty. Yeah, they stand on a ruined planet with ships bombing a city from orbit. And since, we'll, um, since we're going with the Star Wars routes, they're on yeah. Mustafar. They're on, it's a little bit Mustafar, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and ancients chose to destroy them, to leave no trace behind. And you can see we're feeling this pain. Um, and we find the two of them holding hands. And as they let go is when sort of the the vision ends for Weir. Yeah. So a couple questions here. Yeah. <laughs> so are the ancients responsible for all replicators? Yes. Did we basically create our own fucking issues? Yes. Um, did the ancients help SG-1 with the replicators? No, right? Nope. So, these assholes... Yeah. Because now we're learning that the ancients were a little bit assholes. They're a little bit assholes, yeah. Not only did they create this problem, it's bled through to other galaxies. Yes. They watched it, because we know that the ancients have eyes on everything. Uh Uh-huh. They watched it almost fucking eat the entire... Milky Way. Yeah. And then just let it all happen. Yeah. That's all. Yep. Okay, just wanted to clarify this. Just put a little tabby on those points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they uh, made a, basically a new sentient AI species. Uh-huh. Uh, and then thought that they could just destroy it. Yeah. Um, Best times, guys. But then they didn't. Cool. So... They just so they just off. left. Yeah, they just said, "Well, fuck it." Yeah, good times. Just making sure we're all on the same page. Uh huh. 
in the guest suite where clearly has a headache and John says the obvious that clearly the ancients didn't finish the job in wiping out the replicators. No. Few nanites is all that needed to survive. All it takes is two. I mean, I think all it takes is one. That's true, yeah. self-replicating. Oh, you're right. All it takes is one little tiny guy. So One singular sensation. Oh, I was going, one is the loneliest (laughs) That you well, I like to think that the replicator celebrates itself this because it will create more. One singular sensation, <laughs> every little step I make. Every do, little do, 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 replicate. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I really now want to go watch chorus line. Do it. You watch time cop. Time cop. I'll watch chorus line, and then we'll all be here again in the following week. And that works great. I like it. Um, so McKay is like, this is bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's bad. Yeah, hey, guys. We know what happened with SG-1 and the human form replicators. Uh-huh. Even John read those reports. Yep. The SGC barely won. Yep. Uh, which is why McKay's like, this is bad. Yeah. But these replicators are, like, like, emulating the ancients. Like, they built a duplicate Atlantis. Uh-huh. She figures that these... These replicators see the ancients as their parents who betrayed them. Yeah. And humans as the favorite sibling. I mean, they're they're not wrong. So basically, we need to get Heitmeyer up in here because yeah. we need some therapy going on. Uh, we need a family counseling session. We have some trauma in the past. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is some inherited trauma. Uh-huh. That these that Oberoth and his buddies are carrying. We have some issues. Yikes. And John's like, this is just what we needed. More bad guys. <laughs> um, they figured these must be the people who made the nanovirus from Hot Zone. And Taylor's like, didn't we like get rid of those with an EMP pulse? With an uh, EMP pulse. With an EMP? Yeah. McKay's like, ah, I'm pretty sure that's not gonna work on these replicators because they're way more advanced and complex. They fancy. Um, and one of the women that we've seen with uh, Neum comes in to ask Weir if she's feeling better and mm-hmm. for all of them to follow her. Okay. To a conference room um, with Neum and, and the two women that we've seen. Mm-hmm. He has an offer to make. And yes, it will save, include saving Atlantis. Um, he goes, look, we've achieved much. Uh, we're, re- we're real good at shit. Mm-hmm. Um, we've evolved to look like the ancients. We build a city grander and bigger than they ever had, but we are still restricted in our evolution. Yeah. And we realize is that they want to be able to ascend. Um, but Neam and these women are a minority. Most are like Obereth. Like, they just want to keep on keeping on. Yeah. But this group, this group wants to be like the ancients. They want to ascend. They want to become one with them. And John's like, how are machines... No offense. How are machines gonna ascend? Exactly? They don't... They're, have you never watched the film AI? I they know. don't think they're a machine. They're so sentient. Well, but, but the woman lays down the truth. They're like, how, how are we that different? Right. We are built by from cells. Mm-hmm. Our nanites are no bigger than cells. We consume energy, we burn energy, we're governed by electrical impulses. Friend Amanda loves to use this phrase, and I love it, and it works here, where she's like, we're just these giant bags of chemicals. Yeah! Wandering around. 100%! Yeah. Which uh, is chemicals and things and stuff just hanging out in there. Exactly. Yes. And McKay is like, blah, 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 metaphysics aside, what do you want? Yeah. So let's get Neum, down to brass tacks. Let's get down to business <laughs> yeah. to defeat ourselves. <laughs> Neam and his friends think that if they have spent thousands of years mm-hmm. repressing their violent nature, that aggression that the, the ancients built into their system, mm-hmm. but it's still there. They can still feel it. Um, and he's pretty sure it's what's keeping them from ascending. Like, they're not looking for therapy. They want to rewrite their base code. 
They want to remove the directum of aggression from their operating system. Yeah. Like, an ancient's put in place a measure stopping them from rewriting their own code, but McKay can do it. They know that. Yeah, and 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 if he doesn't, he can figure it out. 100%. Yeah. Um, and in return, they're going to stop the others from attacking Atlantis and help them in their fight against the Wraith. In, like, obviously Oberyn's not going to be down for that now. Mm-hmm. But he thinks that if if McKay's able to change their base code and they can go to Oberyn and they can go, look what we've done. We've removed this aggression from our baseline. Like, it would yeah. be enough to convince him. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be great, and it really does sound like a great idea. 100%. It really does sound like this could work, and Neam seems sincere, um, and this is the part that always sucks in these episodes. It is. And then it's because also, what an amazing ally right. they could be. Right. Um, and it's what we always aim for, and yet somehow the shit gonna hit the fan. And Taylor asks why they should trust you, yeah. trust them. And and Neam's like, look, we trusted you. We've risked everything for this. And Neam saw the compassion and we're, he's like, help us and we will help you. And John's also like, yeah, we don't really have a fucking choice though either. Yeah. I, I mean, what's the other option? Die? Keiko death. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in the control room, we get a report that they're close to Atlantis. Please, yeah. Stormy, do not lick me. I saw you just eating lizards. Go away. Get out. Get out. Go away with lizard your lizard boy. breath. Go away with your lizard breath. Go away, lizard boy. Um, so they're close to Atlantis, and John over the radio asks if McKay is close. What's the holdup? Why are we figuring this out? How does this group just get access to fake Atlantis control room to hang out there? Oh, you know... Uh, reasons. Okay. Yeah. We're not going to over... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> McKay is predictably annoyed at all this. Instead, let's just... I do love how how much is riding on McKay yeah. all the time in this all episode. All the time. God. He has yeah. access to the programming code, but this isn't rock'em sock'em robots. This is complex code of over 3 billion chemical base sequences trying to reconfigure the DNA of a double helix, basically. Yeah. John's like, so five minutes? <laughs> Ten minutes, five minutes, three minutes. How much do I have time to make a sandwich? What do we need to do? I love so McKay is like it's gonna be done when it's done, and applying pressure isn't gonna help. And we're like, no, actually, McKay, we have a long history of proof that applying pressure to you actually really does well. help. It's it's interesting. One of the things I've been deciding to do some research on in school is crunch culture mm-hmm. and how it has this negative connotation. Specifically in the video game world, because it it is it's it's rough fucking rough it on is. your employees. It creates high turnover, um, and it's not good. It's not good for the mental health of anybody. However, yeah, it's not inherently a bad thing. It's just been applied poorly. It's been applied poorly, and it's just something where you have to. In small doses. You have to well, the, keep it Yeah, it's the thing right. where the thing itself is not bad. It's yeah. about how we use the thing. Exactly. And so um, the way it's used with McKay is actually very effective. 100%. <laughs> so later back in the guest room, McKay has done it. He has rewritten the OS. He removed Yay. the aggression directive, and it's uploading to Neom. And he found out something else, too, at the end of the last scene where he just cut John off. Yeah. It's something sort of brilliant. So mm-hmm. all of the replicators are separate, but it's also a little bit like a hive mind. They I have- love that he's like, stop pressuring me, but also I built this thing and another thing yeah. on top of it. It's like, yeah. well, we're going to keep pressuring you because you know. keep doing these things. I know. Yeah. Um, so their, their minds are on a little bit of a subspace frequency that uh-huh. they're all on. And sometimes they download any new updates to everyone. Yeah. Any new OS updates. And that is how Neam is going to distribute the new code. Mm-hmm. But also, McKay found a way to create a glitch in that network. Oh, boy. It should freeze them all on command, like hitting a pause button. It's not going to last long. It's going to be minutes. <laughs> he doesn't know how many minutes. Let's talk about how long, <laughs> shall we? The bickering between them is appropriate. <laughs> it's appropriate. Uh, whatever time it is, it's it's gonna have to be long enough to escape. And Ronin super wants to blow this place up too because boom, yeah, is fun. Make go boom. Also logical. Yeah. 
Um, as they wait for McKay to figure that one out, and McKay's like, why don't I just go on missions on my own? Yeah, why don't I just do everything by myself? Because that's what I always do anyway. But he has an answer anyway. He's just going to rig the ZPMs to explode. Taylor asks about um, Neom. The issue for John is, regardless of his intentions, he may not be able to stop Obreth, and they can't risk that failing. Mm Mm-hmm. And where's like, look, we're going to offer him a chance to come with us. Either way, the city has to go. So as McKay works off a tiny Palm Pilot. Yeah, yeah. John comes over it's to like the It's like a little Game Boy. It's it looks like a Game, Game Boy. And of course it will work. He just makes sure everything is calibrated so when it hits pause, everyone pauses. Yeah. <laughs> as John just watches over his shoulder. Yeah. So finally it's ready. Mm-hmm. Counts down. And we see the hallway outside, they just all stop right in place. Whoa. The best, um... What were these, what were these things? What was it called? Where it was, like, the mob? Huh? Like, a big, like, people would do, like, the big group dance things. Oh, uh, it's the, um... uh, What is the name of that? I don't know, Flash Mob. Flash Mob. It's a very Flash Mob-y moment. When everybody just pauses all at once. Yeah. So they venture outside, they see everyone's frozen, mm-hmm. take a couple weapons off guards, plan yeah. to get to the ZPM room, and then they notice that Neom isn't frozen at all. Yeah, hey, something didn't work. Because his code's already been updated. He's, he's, there's no delay. Um, and at that is the point where they drop out of hyperspace. They have to move, and they're going to explain to Neom on the way. <laughs> so when they get there, Ronan just shoves a frozen guy. <laughs> to the side. Yeah. Uh, and McKay gets to work. So they've told Neom the plan. They give him the choice to come with him back to Atlantis. And Weir emphasizes that, like, look, we, with all faith, would hope that you would succeed in this. But, like, I can't risk all my people in Atlantis on Oberth changing his mind. I mean, she's not wrong. All and, of our... Like, and at least this time they gave him an out, not yeah. like what SG-1 did. <laughs> I know. With poor what's-his-face. Fifth. Oh, God. Poor Fifth. Yeah. Jesus. I don't so know. at least we've learned a little bit. I don't know whose fate is worse, Fifth or this guy. Or I mean, Neum. it's their fates are, are, are bad. Yeah. But I'll give, um, you know, the Atlantis team this. They made an attempt. They made an attempt. And, and, and... Neom's gone, though. Ultimately out of their... Yeah, it was ultimately out of their control. Uh, Maybe as far as fate was concerned, we were never supposed to befriend replicators. So no matter (laughs) how many right moves we did, the the unicorn was always gonna die. (laughs) Deep cut. Very few people know about. (laughs) Yeah. Everything's fine. I didn't just bring up a D&D game <laughs> that I actually, last Sunday, cried about in oh! bed <laughs> as I shared to husband Jesse why my pugilist oh! drinking buddy is now a bard. <laughs> Everything's fine. The unicorn is always going to die. Okay. So, McKay assures them that the iOS update... Um, it's over <laughs> subspace, and that's going to work even if he's on Atlantis. So Weir tells him, look, ascension within your grasp, Neom. Like, you cannot turn back. Yeah. Come with us. These people are just going to fuck you up. Yeah. Oof. McKay also realizes, um, to make Big Bada Boom, he's going to need all three ZPMs. He's really hoping to bar- oh, yeah. and not return <laughs> one. Yeah. I'm on me. I'm gonna, uh, how did I end up with less ZPMs I'm than I started? I'm rescue one. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean, I don't blame him. And then he just, like, snaps at Neom to input his access code. <laughs> 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 to remove the fail saves. Yeah. After a moment, he does. They also need to make sure to get their weapons, because while P90s are replaceable, Ronin's blaster isn't. Yeah. So they have to be sure to go get their equipment and guns. Uh-huh. <laughs> and apparently the code is the last thing McKay needed because he doesn't do a single damn thing at the station after Neom puts that code in. <laughs> so running through the weapon, the hallways with their weapons, they run into Obreth. Mm-hmm. To their surprise, they get a little, get a little jumpy there, but he's uh-huh. frozen. For 
second. And McKay just has to go up and gloat. You gotta. You gotta. Gotta go gloat. Didn't last week we just learn from Vala to make sure it's dead before you fucking just come at it. And that's when Obreth reaches his hand out to McKay's throat, throwing him aside, knocks Ronan down, the team opens fire. They're still mostly frozen. Uh Uh-huh. I do like Ronan doesn't do the backflip up to his legs. He yeah. does a cool windmill up yeah, to the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want to learn that one. Just, I wonder which one's easier. Like, the windmill almost know. seems more doable. I don't know, but it just looks really cool. Yeah. Because I feel like the windmill, you're using some leg strength um, as well as core strength, whereas yeah. the full back, like backflip up feels like it's just your fucking core. Yeah, my core's not strong enough to do yeah. that shit. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so the team keeps running. Most replicators are still frozen for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because five and a half, seven and a half minutes was arbitrary, people. <laughs> so make it up some stairs. Yeah. Fire at a door locky device to keep it closed. Yeah, remember the time I just said a random number yeah. to shut the, you the fuck up? Yeah. Uh, there's some guards there who now can move again. Uh-huh. And then coming through the door like a fucking Terminator is Oberth. Yeah, guess what, guys? It didn't work on Oberon. He's still mad. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he hasn't had the update. He doesn't know yet that their base code can be oh, rewritten. Right, right, okay. Um... He's at least slowed by Ronan's blast fire, yeah. but just enough to run. And as they're running more, Ronan makes sure his blaster's now set to kill. Yeah. <laughs> John tells McKay to start the overload. They're almost to the jumpers, but he can't yet. He's like, I didn't want the people to be able to stop it, so there is almost no lag time before it blows. Yeah. Like, practically none. It's just a few seconds. Uh-huh. And we get back into, well, how many seconds? Yeah. Can <laughs> we it, not play this game? Is it three or is it ten? It's 73. McKay get out. No. So guards are coming. John just tells McKay to start the overload. They continue running to the jumpers. Once they get there, they have to get out quickly. Things start blowing. Thankfully, there's a little bit of time before the explosion. Get to the jumper bay. Enough time for the roof to open. Yay. And for that jumper to get out of there. We made it. It's safe. End of episode. Credits. And we see the city just blow apart as the jumper flies away. And I love that they cut down to Atlantis and there's some guard going, what the fuck is that in the sky? Yeah. <laughs> Everything's fine. It's all over. I we made it. it. So Credits. Much. And the jumper, nope. they realize they made it. Um, and I do like how they've made the inside of the jumper very different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's because, well, it's a replica jumper. Yeah. <laughs> and Weir starts to tell everyone really nice work and thank you, Neam, but something is wrong. Hmm. And he just keeps tilting his head. Something is happening. And he realizes the others on the planet know what he's done and they're trying to reset him. Oh, no. Before McKay can do anything to stop it, Neam realizes it's too late and reaches out to grab Weir by the throat. Oh, no. And after a struggle, they get back to their... They get him into the back hatch and close the doors. And realizing that's not going to hold him... No, remember, they can go through the fucking walls. John hits the button, opening the rear hatch, and just as Neam gets, like, up on his knees to get up, realizes that door's opening and is blown into space. This part makes me sad because there's a moment of realization in in Neam's face of, like, oh, no... But he can't fight this Mm-mm. thing in him. He Everything can't he's won this feeling <laughs> deep inside of me. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going that way or, and I can't fight this feeling anymore. <laughs> but he hasn't forgotten what he's fighting for, is the yeah. difference. No. But he just can't do it anyway. And everyone in the jumper is too stunned for words. Yeah. Back in Atlantis, the real Atlantis this time, Zelenka and McKay are searching the database again for anything about the replicators, but nothing. They tell John it, either it's been purposely concealed or every record has just been deleted. Yeah, the the Lantians really try to hide their fuck up. Yeah, just sweep it under a rug, yo. Dude, not ever the best approach. Uh, McKay finds nothing more annoying than people who won't just admit their own mistakes. <laughs> Zelenka's side eye here. Yeah. Is choice. It's real. And John's just like, yeah. Real annoying. Never met anything like that before. 
John goes over to see Weir out in the balcony on a beautiful night. Mm-hmm. And he realizes the replicators are probably just building another Atlantis now. And they know about us here. <laughs> so, like, we won, we won this time and maybe we scared them off. I mean, did we win? Would you call this a win? I feel like this isn't called a win. I, I mean, th- they blew up an entire city. They did. We made it out alive this time. And they stopped them from destroying Atlantis. I guess that's their definition of win. Yeah. Are we alive? Yes. Then we won. Yeah, kinda. Um, and then the and saddest then shot ever. We end with Neum floating in space. Not far from Atlantis in reality. No. And when we push in, we see that he is very much conscious. Yeah. Very much awake. And he is... Does not look like our Neom anymore. No, he mad. Yeah. This... He's mad, but I'm still sad for him. 100%. Because that's not... Because he's had his identity ripped away from him. He didn't want any of this. No. In fact, he was trying to fight against this. At the end of the day, it sucks, right? Because Neom's gonna be mad at, uh, you know, at our team, at the Atlantis team. Yeah. But really, the people who put him here were the other replicators. Well, I think... So, I think here's here's a very fine line. Like, this is Neom 2.0. Yeah. I don't know how much of Neom 1.0... Yeah. Um, ...that was trying to ascend, that wanted to work past the uh, aggression that was built into their base code. Yeah. We don't know how much of that Well, that's what I mean. 1.0 Neom would have been able to distinguish that the reason he's here is because of the other replicators. Yeah. Yeah. But Neom 2.0 won't be able to Mm -mm. see that anymore and will literally just do exactly the opposite of what 1.0 wanted. Yeah. Sad. Super sad. Um, Oh, guys... It just never ends well for the replicators. Nope. But it doesn't go well for us in the meantime either. No. Why are the replicators back? Again, more bugs. Why Everything are, is bugs. Why are replicators? Dude, if I learn that the Ori are somehow bugs as well, <laughs> I'm going to fucking have a fit. Maybe this episode like portrayed my, my deep uncomfort with bugs i'm actually not that uncomfortable with most bugs no but it's like but somebody on the sg writing teams definitely does not like bugs of any sort no ever no Ugh, sad times um this one just bums me out yeah anytime that there's there's hope gets crushed like this it's just (laughs) fucking sucks anytime we end on an empire strikes back two towers moments yeah it just feels not 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 the best best. i'm gonna go pet a puppy now oh there you have a couple um yeah i'm gonna take turns see which one lets me get closer they both run from me like i'm on my (laughs) own when i actually want to pet them they're like no no touching oh mine's the same way too except for when i want touching i mean the problem is that i also try to like like i call it um i call it teddy puppy yeah like like call it like a teddy bear just like <laughs> yeah, straight just, up gr- grab it and just squeeze just scr- straight up just hardcore cuddles no see these want to sit on me <laughs> whenever i don't want them around or when i need some yeah. space yeah. or when i'm trying to work but the minute I want to cuddle, they're like, course, "Ew, mommy, you're gross." Of course. <laughs> My favorite is how Kaylee gives very clearly gives me the side eye of like, "I will give you thirty seconds, and then we're done, and then I will wiggle out of this." Um, last night, Stormy <laughs> had a tummy issue, so Aww. we cleaned up. Don't worry, he's eating lots of lizards today. Yeah, to he'll be that. fine. Um, so we cleaned up the mess, and because they, you know. Drake, you heard us clean up the mess. He's like, well, I want to be outside, can too. I, can I play? I want to be up, too, because we let Drake, we let Stormy up on the bed, and so Drake was like, I want to be up on the bed, too. So they both climbed up on the bed. Drakey put his butt on my pillow. Yeah, that happens. So then Drakey became my pillow until he woke up and was like, gross, mommy, don't touch me. My favorite is how you want dogs to sleep with their head towards you. Uh-huh. So, so you could, but no, no, dogs sleep with their butts towards but, you. I don't know which end is, is worse. 
for these babas. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty uh, interesting guys. Um, okay. Yeah. What is next? Next up is an episode we are going to bring to you. A holiday treat. As a holiday treat. What is next is the episode that many, 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 many people have been waiting patiently for Grace to get to. It has some official name that no one uses. Okay. Uh, It is episode 200. Oh, boy. Of SG-1. Holy farts. That you have to have seen the previous 199 episodes. Which I now have. Which you now have to fully understand guys i've watched 199 episodes of stargate actually you've seen more than that because that's only 199 episodes of sg1 you've also seen how many episodes of atlantis i've seen 199 episodes of stargate sg1 yeah 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 this is Um, awesome episode 200 is a rare delight in television history i think i like it um it's it's a thing. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. We're yeah. doing it big. We're going to bring it to you guys um, f- in time for the holiday weekend so you have it all weekend. Listen, I'm just saying, okay, sometimes holidays are not always enjoyable for everyone. Y- yeah. Well, and so there, there's a lot of pressure on holiday yes. days. Um, and sometimes you need some space. Even if you are with people, and again, with this year, trying not to be in large groups. Especially weird, yeah. This year is weird. All we're saying is sometimes you need two hours. I don't know how long the episode's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be fucking long. I like that you predict. I thought that you know us well enough to be like, it's probably going to be two hours. Sometimes you just need a couple hours yeah. to not be in the location you are in. And mentally go on a vacation. Here we go. Which is why we're going to bring you episode 200. Oh, God. I don't know what to... Just in time for Thanksgiving. The pressure is on, but I will bring my A game. The heat is on! On the streets! Okay. The heat is on! (laughs) The heat is on! The first time I ever heard that song, it was sung by the Chuck E. Cheese Machines. Wow. At Chuck E. Cheese. That when is, I was little. I don't know the first time I've heard that song. I just remember because of that. My dog has weird bug aminal things <laughs> attached to his. Alrighty. We are going to let you okay. go because Grace gets to watch episode 200 now. I know. Okay, okay, okay. We're going to let you guys go. Yeah. You know where to find us on Twitter. We're at Terra Podcast. Facebook, let's play Terra. Email us at there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash there's no place like Tara. We're going to talk to you guys wherever you listen to your podcast. See you next week. Bye. Bye.